Welcome to season two of Monday Matters podcast. It's a spiritual segment brought to you by Spirit of Praise Ministry. If you're listening today, that means you've enjoyed this podcast thus far. We ask you to one, share it with a friend, with somebody else that needs an uplifting moment. And second, please don't forget to subscribe so you could enjoy previous messages and the ones to come. We hope the next few minutes will bring you a message of peace, comfort, and hope to whatever situation you're going through. Have a blessed time, family. Hey, SOP family, and welcome back. We thank you so much for deciding to listen to this podcast, and we pray that it continues to be a blessing to you. And so let us pray as we enter into part two of That Is Not My Job. Father God, we thank you so much for this moment, and we thank you for this person that's listening, oh God. I ask, oh Lord, that you will use my mouth and voice to be able to just be a vessel for you, that you'll remove me, and that, oh God, you'll speak to the situation, and you'll encourage them. And let them know the great plans and works that you have for them to do. Forgive us for our sins. Keep us and cover us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. So part one, if you remember, and if you get a chance, you can go back and listen to it. We talk about that is not my job. And in essence, we summarize about how we need to pray and make sure that our calling and election is sure. And Peter tells us that if we make sure that we are where God wants us to be, then guess what? We'll never stumble. And we will receive a rich reward. And so as we talked about that moral, we were in a story of 2 Samuel chapter 6. And we found ourselves that the children of Israel were carrying the Ark of the Covenant and they were bringing it into Jerusalem. David was excited and happy, but the Ark of the Covenant was about to fall. And so a man named Uzzah reached out quickly to go and grab it but he died because God struck him and that's because God had several rules that he didn't want he did not want just anybody touching it he did not want anyone just to be touching it any type of way he wanted it to be done in a certain type of way and because that was not his job God decided to kill him and so now we find our story for today and so as you can imagine Everyone's confused. Everyone's scared. A man just died in front of their eyes. They're like, oh, Lord, what is happening? They're worried. They're stressed. And rightfully so. And so in 2 Samuel chapter 6, verses 9, it tells us David was afraid. David was angry. Verse 8, sorry. Then David was angry because the Lord's wrath had broken out against Uzzah. And to this day, that place is called Perez Uzzah. David was afraid of the Lord that day and said, how can the ark of the Lord ever come to me? He was not willing to take the ark of the Lord to be with him in the city of David, which is Jerusalem. Instead, he took it to the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, for three months. And the Lord blessed him and his entire household. Now, King David was told the Lord has blessed the households of Obed-Edom and everything he has because of the ark. So David went to bring up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with rejoicing. Now, let's understand what we just read right now. And so we're picking back off that God has killed Uzzah. Everyone's scared, including David. David is angry and mad. He's like, I want to bring this to the city. I want to bring the Ark of the Covenant to the city of David, but they decide to leave it there. But they can't leave it outside in the street. They can't leave it outside in the cold. And so they decide to put it in the house of this man named Obed-Edom. 
Now, Obed is just a normal dude. He just so happens, actually, to be in uh, the bloodline of the Levites. And so they tell him, listen, well, God has us obviously killed Uzzah for not doing his job, right? And can we put this in your house? I'm sure Obed could have been afraid. I'm sure Obed could have been like, well, I don't know about that, fam. But he had no choice because the king pulled up to his house and said, look, we need you to keep this. And so the Ark of the Covenant was in the house of Obed. But watch this now. Let's go back. What is the Ark of the Covenant again? The Ark of the Covenant was the physical representation of the presence of God being with the people. And so, again, as we talked about in the last time, that even the shape of it was made in a way to show that the presence of God was there amongst the Israelites. And when they would go into war, when they would go into battle, whenever they would move out, they would carry this Ark of the Covenant and it would show that the Lord was with them. And so the Ark of the Covenant now goes into Obed's house. But the Bible tells us what happens because of that. The Bible says, here it is, on verse 13, sorry, um, on verse 10, it says that the Ark of the Covenant remained in the house of Obed-Edom for three months, and the Lord blessed him and his entire household. But then even verse, the next verse tells us that it says, but King David was told that the Lord has blessed the household of Obed-Edom and everything he has because of the Ark of God. And so because of the ark of God, Obed-Edom realized that his bank account started getting a little fatter. He said, oh, snap. I mean, I guess people have been paying me back now or the job gave me a little bonus. Okay, that's cute. Because the ark of the covenant was in his house, he realized he saw his kid fall from the stairs, but no broken bones. Oh, wow. Well, praise God. Don't let that happen again. He realized that his marriage would start going better, that he was more attracted to his spouse and that they had less arguments, less quarrels. He saw that his relationship with his kids were growing. He saw that he was getting a better time at work and that he was feeling more fulfilled. He saw all the things he had in his house prospering, but it was because of what? The Ark of the Covenant. And he became blessed for so much. The Bible says it was there for three months, but he became blessed obviously so much that what happened? That people brought word back to David and said, listen, David, you know the guy that we left the Ark of the Covenant in his house? Well, God's been blessing him out the wazoo. He, he has more money. His family is healthy. He has all these blessings, and it's because of the Ark of the Covenant. Let's go get it. And now, so you may say, well, what are we talking about? I don't get the point about how is this part two. We need to realize something. That because the Ark of the Covenant, which represented God, was in the house of Obed, the Bible tells that everything he had prospered. Everything he had was blessed. Everything that he had just continued to flourish. And what does that mean? Wherever you bring God, whatever you put God in, will do more than flourish or multiply. And that's what we saw, that God will bless wherever you bring him. And so in one part, one, we talked about that is not my job. We talked about how we need to make sure we find the job that God calls us to do. But sometimes we find that conviction. Sometimes we find that purpose that God tells us to do. And we go and do it. But unfortunately, we don't bring God with us. Unfortunately, we decide to do it our own way. Unfortunately, we decide that, hey, well, this is the best way or I'll just do it on my own. I'll just come back and bring the reward back to God. But God says, listen, I like to be interactive with you. I don't want you to just leave me on the shelf and then come back when you need me. I want to be there with you. I want to be there when you're deciding on who to date. 
I want to be there with you when you're deciding on which job application to take. I want to be there with you when you're deciding which house to buy. I want to be there with you when you're deciding about your best friends and who's going to be at your wedding. I want to be there in those situations. Why? Because wherever God is, there's blessings. Wherever God is, there's clarity. Wherever God is, there's peace. Even though the external situations can be going wrong, but because God is there, there's nothing to worry or fear, and you know that you'll be blessed. It's an obvious part that we can see that Obed was blessed because he had God with him, because he had the presence of God with him. And I'm talking to someone right now who's been trying to go through life on their own. I'm talking to someone right now who's been say that they're in church and watch the little online churches here and there, but you really haven't involved God in every part of your life. You say, well, I don't think God will be interested in my love life, or I don't think God will be interested in my struggles, or I don't think God will be interested in my finances, because all he wants is a 10%, right? No. God says, I want to be in every single detail. I want to be in every single worry, every single thing about you. I want to be inside of you. I want to help with your bodies when sometimes you don't feel right. I want to be helped in your mind where sometimes you just get anxiety for some reason. He wants to be involved in every single aspect because he says, listen, wherever I am, I'm best able to help you. You know the story very well of when Jesus was on the boat with his disciples. His disciples were going to the place where Jesus called them to go. And the Bible tells us there was a great storm that was there. And that the boat was capsizing and moving back and forth and going to and fro. And it looked as if the disciples were about to drown. Finally, in desperation, they go to the back of the boat. They say, Master, don't you care that we drown? How can you sleep in a time like this? Here was Jesus. The son of man. Here was Jesus, the Messiah. Here was Jesus preaching and doing miracles. But the truth is, homie was tired. But because he was on the boat, despite how much the boat rocked to and fro, nothing could happen to the boat. Why? Because Jesus was there. And as you know the story very well, Jesus stood up and said, and he rebuked the wind and said, Oh, ye of little faith. But the powerful part is that Jesus himself knew that nothing could happen to him until he accomplished the will of his father. And I want to speak to you right now that you need to know that because Jesus is in your life, because Jesus is on your boat, because Jesus is in every single situation, you don't have to worry about the divorce. You don't have to worry about job firing you. You don't have to worry about getting that F in that class. You don't have to worry about them breaking up with you. You don't have to worry about whatever it may be on your mind because if Jesus is in your life, if he's there on your boat, if he's there in your house, if you invite him in your heart, if you invite him in your mind, you don't have to worry because wherever he is will be blessed. I'm not trying to preach a prosperity gospel to you. I'm telling you facts and truth that he wants to be involved in everything and he shows us the proof that wherever he is he blesses it wherever he is he lets you know that his presence is there and guess what it may not always feel like it and guess what it may not always look like it because despite jesus being on the boat it was raining despite jesus being on the boat it was they were struggling despite jesus being on the boat they felt the wind slap them in the face and they were getting their hair wet and it was just a sad day But despite all of that happening, the boat did not turn over and they did not drown because Jesus was on the boat. And again, I want to say to you, I want to encourage you that no, the worst is not going to happen. That no, you're not going to fail or flunk out. That no, you're not going to be forever alone. That no, you're not going to be homeless. That no, you're not going to be whatever your worst fear. It's not going to happen because... Jesus is in your boat because Jesus is in your house. 
unless he isn't. And that's why it's time for us to ask ourselves, is Jesus really in my heart? Is Jesus really in my house? Is Jesus really in every single business of mine? Am I hiding things away from him? Am I only letting him in on Saturdays? Am I only letting him in when it's comfortable? Am I, am I only letting him in when I go to church? Am I only letting him in in certain parts? Or am I letting him in every single day, every single moment? The answer is up to you. But what I can promise you, what I can beg you to do, and what I can let you know is that when you invite him in somewhere, you don't have to ever worry about that place failing or sinking because he's right there with you. Let us pray. Father God, there's someone right now who wants to open a part of their life to you. They were afraid. They were struggling. They were struggling with that lust, struggling with that addiction, struggling with anxiety, struggling with that fear or that sorrow or whatever it may be, oh God. But today they say they want you in that part of their life because they realize, oh God, where you are, there can't be sinking. Where you are, there can't be failing. Where you are, there's no such thing as them being lost because you are the light of the world. And God, let them know that despite the wind, despite the little water that flashes on them, despite the little small problems and pains, they can know that they're never going to capsize or they're going to never turn over because you are right there in their boat, that you are right there in their house, that you are right there blessing them because you called them to be where they are despite it all going on and so father god i just pray for them i ask that you please bless them encourage them strengthen them give them vision and provision and help them know oh god to just let go and to let you in their lives and that you'll provide the direction and guides that they need we give you all the praise honor and glory in jesus name we pray amen wow 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 what a message we hope this podcast thus far is bringing you peace, comfort, and hope for the future. Again, share it with a friend, share it with somebody. And to you, don't forget to subscribe so you could benefit from previous and upcoming messages. Be blessed.